Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by our guest today, Josh from Rise Up Colonists, the author of His Majesty the Worm. Welcome. Hey, thank you very much. Excited to be here. So we want to talk about His Majesty the Worm today specifically. Could you tell us a little bit about that game? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so His Majesty the Worm is uh, a long time coming. I've been writing it and slowly developing it for the last like seven years. And I've been playing oh, it you know, as my weekly game for the last seven years. So it's a game that is old school inspired, but it's not a retro clone. You know, the core mechanics revolve around using tarot cards. And, you know, it's, it's really centered on long term mega dungeon play. Um, so... Uh, there's a lot of tools in the book. You know, this is the stuff that like I like to geek out about, and I had a lot of opinions about, and I was just writing it down. And at some point, you know, my friends have always played my games, right? They've I've had a generous enough friends group to be gung ho about playing the stuff that I write down on scratch paper. And His Majesty the Worm is my attempt to like actually clean that stuff up and make it look really, really nice and get a lot of art for it. And so uh, I haven't done a crowdfunding campaign or anything yet. Um, I've been slow funding this year on itch. So mm -hmm. I put up the appendices of the game um, with just like some pretty simple art, pretty simple layout. And most of them are pay what you want. And people have been interested enough and generous enough to, you know, throw uh, five or $10 and that has funded the rest of the game. So um, it is coming up. Um, it is about ready to release. So I think in 2023, it will be ready to for print and digital release. Oh, nice, nice. That's good to hear. So you've been playing this for seven years. That's pretty good playtesting for a game from a lot of folks that are putting stuff out that they haven't playtested their game for seven years. So I'm, I'm assuming you kind of know how the system works. So I, I think the next question I want to ask you about is, how does this system work? You mentioned tarot cards. Tarot cards are informationally rich. So you can have a lot of stuff um, on them, whether they're right side up or evens rods or what suit they are, and that makes them interesting to design around. So, you know, the the core gameplay loop, um, even kind of like a, aside from the tarot cards, is about, a, you, know, you know, there's in terms of like the stuff that's in the game, the stuff that the game is played about, it's yeah. dungeons and you have dragons <laughs> and, you're, and your adventures and you're going from the city into the dungeon and back again. So the game has these four phases, challenge, crawl, camp and city. And they have these defined procedures so that as you're moving through them, you understand what those procedures are and kind of like sets up a game structure that I find uh, very satisfying. And something that I've kind of missed from other games where I was just dungeon crawling, right? Yeah. Is, um, you know, at some point, like the challenge really evaporates. You know, I don't need to worry about my torches because I have everlasting light and I don't need to worry about my food because I can create food and water. And His Majesty the Worm really like forefronts human experiences in dungeons. So torches are always going to be important. Food is always going to be important. You think a lot about the food that you eat, what you're willing to eat, what you're willing to make do with, how much money you're willing to spend in the city for like the nicer, better rations instead of like the like moldy old worm soaked. <laughs> that stuff's interesting to me. I'm interested in like kind of like elevating the way that I feel about stuff as a as an adventurer and not just having like a kind of a super heroic power fantasy all the time yeah i appreciate it that's just interesting now when it comes to mechanics of gameplay is it something that like are the cards used in the mechanics or just from the mm -hmm. dm side so how does that work in like 
combat or, or things along those lines? How are you handling that? Sure. Uh, so for very, like at his most basic level, right? If you have a, a challenge and there's enough risk, uh, you can flip over cards and you're just trying to beat a target number, right? You're trying okay. to always beat a target number of 14. So you're trying to get a, you know, a king or above. And you add your attribute to the card that you flipped over. But there's um there's a push your luck mechanic where if you fail the first time, you can push your luck and draw a second card and add that to your total. And if you fail that time, your failure becomes a great failure and you know plunges you deeper into <laughs> darkness and and despair in the dungeon. So, you know, at a very simple way the cards are used, you're flipping cards uh, just to like make these tests. And I, I think the tests come up rarely enough based on the game's advice. Uh, that every test that you make, you know, you might make two or three per session, and there are nail biters. And because of the push your luck mechanic, people are leaning over the table to see what you get, and everybody <laughs> is cheering or like groaning when they when the cards <laughs> are flipped over. And that's like really fun for me, you know, the kind of communal yeah. nature of the test. But you know, the the cards are also like I think really forefronted in the combat mechanics, and I think a lot of game designers geek out about their their combat mechanics and i am <laughs> i am not different about that so uh when combat starts um everybody draws hands of cards and your cards uh represent opportunities that you have during combat right so every action that you can do from you know attacks to drinking potions to moving around or dodging those are tied to different suits so on your turn you can spend any card to do anything right like kind of just like normal right like hey it's my turn i'm going to choose to attack i'm going to choose to cast a spell but uh, something that I think is really fun is that because the cards represent other opportunities is that on other people's turns, when they're attacking, if you also happen to have a swords card, you can be like, I'm attacking too. And it lets you, two things happen there. One, you are never waiting for your turn. You know, I have, uh, and maybe this is true for you too. I've sat at a game <laughs> and like, you know, there's eight uh, cool people at the table and I've waited an hour for that thing to come oh, back around. Oh yeah, there, there's certain types of combat I avoid in games. Certain games yeah. I avoid because of the length of combat there. It can get to be patient. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so in, you're never waiting for your turn because you can move every turn. So you're trying to find opportunities to spend your cards and you're looking for them. So you're engaged 24-7. The second thing that it does is that because you can combo off other people's moves, is it makes this... You remember the X-Men card uh, comics with um, fastball specials when Colossus... Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah. Big throw you do that, right? So, like, some <laughs> monsters are so big, you're never going to hit them with your cards alone. So you're comboing off of people's turns to get those numbers up to, like, take down giants. And I think it has a really <laughs> fun flow. So I'm going to completely disrupt things and, and go in a completely different direction and tell a personal story now cool. is that when we were kids going to shows a lot back in my late teens and early 20s, I had a buddy who was substantially larger than me and he used to, we used to do the fastball special and he'd throw me oh. into the pits and I'd be a little <laughs> So I appreciate the fastball special. <laughs> Anyhow, back to game. <laughs> Uh, you have quite a few other things out on your itch as well, uh, starting with Underhill. And and what mm -hmm. uh, could you tell us about some of the other games that you have there available for people to check out and what they might they might find there? Yeah, cheers. Well, let me tell you, if you are not into Dungeons or Dragons or like <laughs> eating moldy old bread and like fighting giants, uh, Underhill by Water is uh, is dramatically a different experience. I contain multitudes, Logar. I mean, I have... <laughs> 
That's good. Underhill Bywater is a um a pastoral cozy game where you do not go on adventures. You are halflings in a quaint little halfling village, and it has a lot of generators in it and random tables to um you know find out who your neighbors are and what their uh, annoying secrets are, and you know if their goose has gotten out or your like goat has gotten into their silo and eaten all their grain. You know, it's just about like little people living little lives. And I think it's um, fun for a, a pickup game. Uh, if you need a break or if your whole table can't make that session, there's three of you. It is really, really easy to generate quick characters, quick village and like a little scenario and like take a break from adventuring for once. This sounds like a lot of fun. I think I would enjoy that. I, I really, Please I, out. I, I, I'm a, I'm very, I'm role play heavy, and I and when it gets into like doing those little goofy interactions and scenarios with characters, is kind of like some of my favorite stuff to DM in game. So I feel like I could enjoy that. <laughs> the combat stuff, I I can avoid a lot. Like I will run entire mm -hmm. sessions without combat a lot of times. It just depends on yeah. the group that I'm running. So. So how did you get into gaming and where brought you to the point where you're putting this stuff out there and, and putting your own game out there? Yeah. Um, well, I've been, I've been playing tabletop games since I was a kid, right? Like I, <laughs> when I was, yeah, I, I think I was 12, I read Lord of the Rings the first time and I was like, I want, what, what is this fantasy? I want more of this. And like my kid, my friends were like, let me tell you about games, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't just introduced to Dungeons and Dragons. My first games were like AD&D, you know, Redbox, but also like Shadowrun Second Edition, oh, yeah. but also like Ars Magica. <laughs> and like the idea that like gaming wasn't this monolith, that it, like different games had different feelings and different textures. They had different experiences. You know, that was like really, really apparent to me as a, as a teenager. So I've just always been making my own games to try and kind of like capture those different experiences. I haven't, I can't open a book without thinking like, Okay, but what if I brought in this other system from this other game and just see what it felt like? And I've been doing that for so long, I just kind of thought, you know, the last couple of years, well, okay, what if I, like, put something up on my itch and, like, shared it with somebody outside my immediate circle? And it's been really fun. That's good. That's that's good. Now, how did you get into doing the, like you had mentioned before we start recording, how did you get into kind of doing that, that more OSR style of thing? Because that was, that was not a thing back when, when, uh, when a lot of that shadow, well, when shadow one was popping off the first time around, stuff like that. Yeah. I feel that a lot of gaming was in a different realm before that blow up of the OSR. Yeah. I mean, the OSR scene like really, really excited me and interested me, especially when it like, the thing that interested me about it was that it was this community of people that were talking to each other in a really long form discussion over blogs. And some of the most creative ideas I'd ever seen were coming out of it. You know, if you open and, you know, I, I play fifth edition, this is not really fifth edition hate, but if you've opened fifth edition, you see a, a, a 20 road table of the most boring, like, generic fantasy things that you can imagine like oh what's in yon backsack ye old fish like okay <laughs> cool and the osr was just so brimming with creativity and it was like arguing for this style of game where you don't have to worry about challenge encounters you don't have to worry about balance and like you can just have kind of infinite creativity in kind of infinite space you can really deliver on the promise that role-playing games let you do anything you want i think that was just so compelling so you know i i got into it in the uh geez 20 20 teens you know i primarily think of myself as a blogger just because 
Um, I started my blog then and I started throwing out ideas and talking to people in this long form way. One per person A has the idea. I iterate a little bit on it. Person C iterates even more. And that's just really cool. So that brings me to my next question. What is your blog? And, and tell us a little bit about it and tell us a little bit about blogging. I yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, so my blog is riseupcomus.blogspot.com. Uh, when I have an idea that is in my head, I feel like it's Athena in the forehead of Zeus, you know, and, it's hard <laughs> to get it out. and a blog is a place that I don't have to worry about it too much. You know, I, for my games, I'm trying to polish them and make them, you know, for seven years, just as good as I can get them. And blog posts, you know, I can just have this idea and throw it out there. And I think that it's really cool when somebody else takes that idea and iterates on it, because that's when it like is really getting well worked so um yeah. i encourage everybody that is interested at all in games you know i i love blogging please join the community uh it is easy to do you know blog once a month just throw out your ideas and and uh share them with others and that, that's one thing that i liked about uh well when they started doing the open license and the osr mm -hmm. and all those things when, when things started changing 20 years ago in gaming yeah. uh is this idea that uh there is there is a community out there. It's kind of evolving the game and there's these dialogues that have in the community. We can draw from each other and improve. And it, mm -hmm. I think it just enriches the experience as opposed to just having a few people that work on the game. And those are the, the essential, uh, I guess, rules lawyers, you know, but out here in this open forum, we're able to, bring our hacks up because we've always been hacking and doing it ourselves mm -hmm. in the game. If you've been gaming, <laughs> point, there's a lot of creativity and DIY element to the gaming world and the gaming mm -hmm. hobby and putting that out there and seeing people learn from each other and back and forth is, you know, I like the idea of what I've called. Um, oh, Oh, I like open gaming type thing is what I referred to it in the past. And I think that's, Definitely there in things like blogs and the blogging community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. There's no there's no gods and no masters. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to wait for Mike Burles to tell you that, yes, you're allowed to play this. Like you, you have the power to like determine what your table looks like. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that. Now, before we jump off here, could you tell the listeners where they can find you online, where they can find your games, your blog, and, and perhaps find you even on any social media you'd like them to check out? Yeah, cheers. Um, so, uh, you know, riseupcomas.blogspot.com has links out to my other social media. I'm on Rise of Comas on Twitter um, and Rise of Comas on Itch. Uh, His Majesty the Worm is going to launch in 2023. Um, so if you go to any of those, uh, you will find links to my mailing list where I will, I will mail you once, maybe twice to say, Hey, here it is. Please. If you're interested at all, check it out. Excellent. Excellent. We'll make sure we try to get some links in the show notes as well. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHailCrom. I'm on TikTok now at LogarHailCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.